All right, guys. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties, but we are back. We are doing a special Pride episode. And I'm your host, Ambrose Ayala. It's your boy, Black Zeus. We in the building. And we're just going to start off. We're, we're, it's Black. It's it's Pride Month, right? So we're going to do a... Is your mic working? I don't think my mic's on. Sorry, guys. Check, check, check. There we go. Okay. All right. We're, we're back, guys. Sorry about that. So welcome to our Pride episode. Um, it, it is Pride Month, so we wanted to share our pride with you guys. Uh, we're going to start off, though, with our book of unusual knowledge. Can you see it? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple of facts in here that people generally don't think about, I guess. I don't know. You guys decide if you knew this or not, but um, we're going to start this off and then we'll go over some of the pride things that are going on around Dallas. Um, if you guys been to pride already, that's great. Let's start with uh, curious creatures among us. So these are some facts about frogs just to, well, it's not just frogs. It's all, it's all insects really. But uh, let's see if you guys knew these things. When some type of when some types of frogs vomit, their entire stomach comes out. The frogs then clean out the contents and swallow the empty stomach. <laughs> oh, so they don't. I thought they died. I thought, but they. OK, that's a diet I won't be trying. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can keep that one. Uh, I think everybody knows this. The praying mantis is the only insect that can turn its head 360 degrees. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. All right. Mm. Wait, not even the, uh, wait, it said the only insect, only animal. The praying mantis is the only insect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying, oh, owl, yeah. You think about the maybe. owl. Yeah. I know they yeah. could go pretty far, but I didn't know if they could go all the way around. What about this one? The eyes of the ostrich and the dragonfly are bigger than their brains. Oh, wow. What? The, the eyes of the ostrich. And the dragonfly are bigger than their brains. That's cool. Oh, wow. I mean, that's I mean, why they run around crazy like that. I know. Yeah. But, um, because Ash kind of got a big head, though. Yeah. Someone with all the extra spaces for it. <laughs> I had an ostrich egg before. Remember when I had that ostrich yeah, egg? Yeah, those things are massive, right? Those things are yeah, it, it actually, I had an ostrich egg and it was about, no, it was about this big, actually. Yeah, them things get, they, do they taste different? Uh, when we cooked it, it was kind of disgusting. I ain't gonna lie. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. It looks like a regular egg and then, mm, it no, don't cook it, right. it's too much white in there. It's too much That's of the white. Yeah, it's too much white in there. Mm-mm. Way too much white. There's another egg that somebody eats, but they're like really, really small. Um, quail egg. Oh, quail. Have you had that? Yeah, I like quail eggs. I haven't, I haven't had quail eggs, but I'd be like, I, I feel like I gotta kill like a whole flock just to get like a decent amount. Oh of my egg. god! Well, you just get the. Um, I went to Kona Grill, okay. and they got the little uh, avocado toast with the quail eggs on top, and the cra- and the lobster on top of it. Man, oh, that sounds that's good. good. That's yeah. good. And you only need about what, probably like two or three of them for a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they only give you one at Kona Grill, but oh, really? <laughs> one on each little piece. There's like three little 
crustinis and they give you oh, that. Oh, yeah. not like the big old. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but the big ostrich egg, I would never do that mm-hmm. again, guys. I didn't like it. Um, Where'd you get it from? I bought it online. Oh, and they just mailed it to you? <laughs> yeah, they mailed me the egg. <laughs> the egg, I'm telling y'all, it was like this big. Uh, does it, does it come like refrigerated or something? Or yeah. Do they have to be, they don't have to be like. Well, it wasn't super cold, but it had like a like a cold gel pack around oh, it. Oh, it's kind of, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. That'd be crazy if you if you got it and like hatched right when you got it out the box. Oh my god! I sent it right back. Y'all were telling me that I was gonna eat this thing, not grow it. Right. The AC broke on the way here. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> Your egg has fermented. Right. <laughs> Did you order a baby ostrich? Right. Pop right out. Um, but guys, we're talking about gay pride. Number one, because I'm gay. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy, and Marlon's happy. <laughs> but. Um, this is our month. This is our month to celebrate it and talk about a lot of things that are going on in the gay community that we feel passionate about. Um, And just to let everybody know a little bit about um, gay pride, there's so many, uh, how do what do we call them? The younger generation. (laughs) I think they're like Gen Z. What are they? Gen Z? The Gen Z's don't know anything. What's going to happen after Gen Z? Just quick side note. Gen Are they going to start it over? It's going to be Gen Zero, Gen One, Two, Three. I, I don't know I don't what know, they're going to yeah. do but because continue. where did they get baby boomers from? Right, I don't even know what they came. Uh, the with term that. baby boomer. Yeah, like it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be something to look at. Um, but yes, the Gen Z have they've they've uh, inherited a lot of. And you know, I don't blame. Good. I don't blame them because it's like they were born in a society that they didn't have to know the struggle of. Being gay. I mean, they, there is a struggle, right? It's not completely gone. We're not completely no, blind no. to that fact, but it has gotten a lot easier for kids to come out to their parents, um, come out to their friends. And a lot of people are more socially accepting of the diversity of people out there. And now, you know, with the non-binary and the different yeah, terms yeah, that have come yeah. out. You know, even me, I can't keep up with all of that. I think we talked about that last time, they right? They change every two days. We're just like, what? <laughs> they change every like, I'm telling you, like, we're going to be LGBTQ, ABC, one, two, three, four, <laughs> binary code, X, Y, M, Z, slide <laughs> to the moon, Mars, and inhabitant, like, Oh, my community. God. No. And we're going to be like... What? Look, we include everybody, everybody, okay? Except bad people. We don't include bad, no bad people. people. But, uh, what was I going to say? Um... <laughs> But we I need do to feel it's nice though now, like that there's representation. I think that's yeah. a really big thing. You're seeing it in movies, you're seeing it in TV shows, you're seeing it in public places where it's like before it was very taboo. Yeah. To see well Well, they're showing more gay thing. men together. Gay women together on television, lesbian women yeah, was shown. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the only shows I saw growing up when um I was sneak watching it at night was Queer as Folk on, on HBO. You remember Queer as Folk? What? That was Queer as Folk, the show? No. You don't need to be celebrating Pride today. Oh, <laughs> come on. I'm getting docked for Angela. Oh, my God. Mayo. I know. And now, First Maya Angelou and now this. <laughs> You're canceled. I'm canceled, boy. Black people going to hate me. Gays going to hate me. I'm going to have nowhere to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we're moving him off the show. No. Right, right, right. He will no longer be in any further episode. No, but Queer as Folk was the one of the first gay shows that I saw growing up. Um, and when I saw it, I was kind of like, man, I want to live that life. It's about um, 
Pen, I think I believe it was taking place in Pennsylvania, okay. and um, it just has you know cast of characters that are all gay men, and that's the first time that I've seen anything gay, gay. you know. Besides, uh, what's the lesbian version that they had? Um, Sex in the City. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, Mar- shout out to Miranda. She is uh, gay and proud, you know. And I believe do your thing, girl. Right, and I believe her her son. Uh, oh, we got a gay superhero now. Well, who's the gay? Who's or, that? not gay? I think she's lesbian. I think the well, you know, Superman's son in the comic books is bisexual. Is he? Yes, I but that's start DC. reading comics again. <laughs> no, you're not gonna like it's DC, oh, and they okay. always mess up all their superhero movies. They're so trash. Mm. Um, Did they at least make his son attractive? Yeah, I mean he's your typical white mainstream. Yeah, you know, superhero look, but uh, basically but he's bisexual. Younger in oh. the in the in the there's another one. Dark Equal Wing, opportunity superhero. But represent, but yeah, but main thing representation is all over the place. I mean, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's a LGBTQ superhero. I can't remember which one it is, but I think it's in the Marvel universe. Um, but the reason why we have this representation, and the reason why we're able to walk freely and have our own bars and restaurants and all that stuff, it all started right here. The Stonewall Riots. If you guys don't know what it is, um, you can read a little bit about it. It says a series of violent demonstrations by members of the gay community in the U.S. against a police raid on June 28, 1969 at the Stonewall Inn in New York City. This led to the uh, this led to the modern fight for gay and lesbian rights in the U.S. So this is where it started. And this is why everyone's able to. Wasn't it a trans man that like that that's like been praises like through the first brick? I think so. I can't remember. I, think, I can't I remember think he, exactly. She, she's passed. And but. we're we're gonna bring you know just for the rest of the the month every every show we're gonna bring you some of these facts to to remind people you know whether we're talking about conspiracy. We're here entre- and we're queer. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Don't but fuck yes. with us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, but you're right, though. There might be some conspiracy theories in there, though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, but either way, it, no matter what our show is, I always want, uh, for the month of uh, June, I want to, you know, put these out there for people because so many people are uneducated. So many people think that um, gay people don't deserve anything. So, so sad. Let's remind so them. So sad. Uh, but yeah, guys. It took a lot for us to get to this point. Um, I well, mean, we lost a lot of people. I mean, like the trans hate was a big for a while where they were, um, you know, um, attacking. And I think, well, I think some of the trans women that were sex workers were getting killed because people were like predatorily like trying to book them. Mm-hmm. And then when they would meet up, they would kill them or beat them up or mug them. And this still is happening. You know, we just uh, it, it's still happening today. But at least now we have a voice in the community to come together and be like, hey, this isn't right. You guys can't keep treating us like this yeah. because, it's you know, just because somebody's trans uh, a trans woman, I'm a gay man, doesn't mean that we don't support them. We're all in this together because yeah. we all feel that we all know how we feel inside. You know, heterosexuals may not understand fully, but there's still some allies out there that do support us. I have so many straight friends that 
you know, they don't they don't see that side of it. It's not about who you love. It's about who you are as a person. And are you a good person? Mm -hmm. Because the allies have been pivotal, mm -hmm. I think, in a lot of things, especially like, like major industries like um, I would say religion. I think allies have been very pivotal in helping LGBTQ plus, you know, down the alphabet um, just have a reconnection to that part of their life if they want to have it without judgment. Um, I'm seeing a big thing in um, hip hop, man. Like uh, I think we talked about Isaiah Rashad in the last oh, season. Yeah, we did. He's. I mean, I wouldn't consider Lil Nas X a rapper if we're just talking like purely. I consider him a pop star. Honestly. I consider him more pop, more yeah. alternative, whatever. Right. Um, I think Isaiah Rashad is the first uh, rapper that actually is fully enveloped in that culture or in that image or in that what we expect of a rapper um now he got outed he didn't necessarily get to just come out on his own terms but it's cool to see that he's received a lot of positive feedback i mean he's had the negative to go with it but i think overall we're seeing like a super huge positive reaction to you know his coming out situation in the rap community so that representation there is like super huge um yeah and then I think it's always been represented in Hollywood, but I don't think we've necessarily seen so many roles try to accurately embody um, different gay storylines. You know what I mean? Like, I think the whole gay aspect has been in Hollywood for a little while, but it's been one storyline or just one character, one, yep. one type i mean there are but movies now, out there and but it's like what broke back mountain right <laughs> but i mean yeah you know but it's always been that it's going a little bit but we're getting so many diverse but even broke back mountain showed it was a story about you know uh i never saw that movie uh, him being uh, uh i can't remember He's a cowboy his, right i can't remember the guy's name that it's jake gyllenhaal and um the, that was jake gyllenhaal yeah jake gyllenhaal and uh the guy who played joker and he passed away or Heath he, ledger Heath Ledger, yep. Man. Heath Ledger was playing a, a down low gay man on the show. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was too, but he was willing to come out. And Anne Hathaway was his Jake Gyllenhaal's wife. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's man, a good that's movie. A big, pretty that's good movie. Pretty big cast. Yeah. For that, yeah, for a gay for film. that type of film? Oh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. even she knew Jake Gyllenhaal was gay, I believe. Um, In the, wait. His she, character in the movie. She yeah, knew. she knew. Oh, he was, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, he gay in real life? No. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't catch that memo. Right. <laughs> um, but but yeah, 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 yeah. He was... Um, he was definitely that was a good movie. There was that one, the new one that's coming out called Bros. Have you seen? The, remember oh, the preview for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that. We There's saw. A, no, we saw that. We saw when we were watching. Uh, not Halo, but uh, we were watching Drag Race. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We saw that. We saw the preview for that. So I don't a, know how. How do you think that's going to be received? Though? Because I, it's. I, you know, I hate to say this, and because it sounds, it does sound racist. But I, I'm not racist. I'm. What, why can't we get a diverse interracial group of men instead of casting white men all the time to play these gay characters? Yeah, I did. That is getting a little. I would love to see a diverse. I mean, other than John Linguizamo and uh, um, what was it, Tu Wong Fu? Um, what the hell? I know you that? haven't seen that either. That's <laughs> John Linguizamo, uh, Patrick Sway, Patrick. Hold on, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Oh, I know him. I know. Him. And uh, um, the guy who played—I uh, couldn't point his picture out if you saw, him, but I know who that is. The guy who played uh, Blade. 
What's his name? I can't remember his name. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. They were all drag queens in two Wong Fu. Oh, no, 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 no. They always pull him up on memes. They always pull Wesley yeah, Snipes. Yeah, playing basketball. Play, yeah, yeah. And he's always the meme for uh, uh, for different stuff. Um, I haven't seen that movie in full, but yes, I, I know of it. That's a good one. Robin Williams is in that movie. Shut up. Yeah. If you watch that movie, uh, who else? Ni- uh, I bet you that's on HBO. Naomi Campbell's in the movie, too. Oh, damn. They had, they had, they had everybody in that right movie. Then. Yeah. Damn. Those are good, was, good was, pride Wong, movies to watch. Huh? Tu Wong Fu? Tu Wong Fu. Uh, yeah. Tu Wong Fu. I need to get my that's gay one culture of, up. That's one of the good movies. That movie was good. Um, but, it. I mean, just think about what these men went through playing these characters because apparently Patrick Swayze for Tu Wong Fu dressed up as in drag the entire time, even when he was offset. He oh, was, he's a method actor. Yeah, he's a method actor. So he was in drag the entire time. That's crazy. And then... Um, Especially back then, though, because the whole, like... The gay, stigma was really stigma bad. Was RuPaul was in that bad. movie, too. RuPaul's in Tu Wong Fu. everybody. Yeah, everybody. Oh, my God. That. That I tell you the story the first time I... Uh, uh, the fr- the very first time I found out who RuPaul was? No. Okay, so... Here we go. In, He's going to get canceled again. I'm going to get canceled as hell. <laughs> for this. Uh, but, you know, I'll get it back. Give me three months. Anyway, <laughs> I lived in Vegas, right? Uh-huh. So uh, my dad was uh, stationed at the Nellis Air Force Base. And, uh, hey, shout out Rick. Rick always, Thank bro. you, Rick. Rick he told, right, he was like, Heath Ledger. Yeah, man. We got a shout out Challenge Podcast. I know that's a little bit different from what we talk about, but man, Rick. If you guys watch the 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 challenge, I know everybody's watching MTV. the new one or anything, anything MTV, MTV yeah. or CBS now. Right. Um, check out the, the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Uh, yeah. We also have an episode with them, too. We did a conspiracy theory episode. Yep. They came on our show. We went on their show. Um, and we talked about the challenge, a couple of episodes of the challenge. Yep, yep. Some conspiracy theories from the challenge. Then he said Wesley Snipes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so like, uh, I think at the time RuPaul had a residency uh, in Vegas. I can't remember where. It might have been like Sahara, uh, Sahara, maybe MGM or something like that. But he he Planet had Hollywood. A, Everyone goes to Planet Hollywood. Anyways, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he had a residency, but uh, they were put. They would put his billboards on on all the uh, strip. On, oh yeah, right advertisement for advertisement. And I remember like I would see I would see you know him up there all the time, and I'd be like, in my head I'd be thinking like, what this, this don't seem right. Something's a little off here. And so then I remember I was in the car with my dad, and I was and I was like, Dad, look. And he was like, What? I was like. I was like, there's something wrong with that girl right there. And I was like, <laughs> and he was oh like, my right. God. Wait, hold on. But then my dad, being, being just the asshole he was at the time, he was like, what do you mean? Because he already knew, obviously. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What's wrong with her? Describe it for me. I was like, I don't know. It's just, it's something different about the way that girl is. And he was like, what, can you describe it? What, what, what makes you think that? And I'm just, and we like for like 30 minutes, I was like, I cannot explain to you, but something is wrong with that girl. And oh, I can't tell you God. why. Right. And then he never told me, understand this. He never told me. So we ended this conversation. He was just like, well, when you figure it out, mm-hmm. come and let me know. Right. Never told me what it was. <laughs> And then uh, I was at school and I was like, yeah, I was asking all my uh, friends, you know, like, who do y'all know that RuPaul girl? Y'all know that RuPaul girl? Girl. And everybody just bust out laughing at me. Oh, They're like, my God. it's not a girl, bro. And I was just like, what? I was like, what do you mean it's not a girl? They're like, 
they're like, he's in makeup. I was like, but it looks like a So girl. you didn't know what a drag queen was? I had no clue what a drag queen was. Oh, my God. No clue. That was my first, like, experience of, <laughs> of a drag queen. Now, mind you, this is, like, my very first. That was my very first experience or even thought process to right. alternative lifestyle, LGBTQ. That was my first, like awakening to that this even exists like up until that point i thought girls always liked boys boys always liked girls and that was it i didn't i didn't even i think everybody came to a point for that i mean especially heterosexuals maybe even and because it's so apparent to them when when they find out they're just like dumbfounded by it oh bro, i was lost yeah but i grew up kind of sheltered though like i didn't meet my very first um I didn't meet my very first gay person. I, I like like outwardly. I'm talking about like somebody who was just out, out living out. the gay life. Like just everyone knew that this person was gay. I didn't meet my first gay person until I got to college. Really, bro? I'm telling you, bro. I like I have lived such a sheltered life. He lived under a rock, yeah. I, I but where he, he was living, I don't even know either because my dad was in military. Podunk town. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've lived in some dope. I mean, I've lived in Vegas. I've lived in Austin. I've lived in San Antonio. You lived in Vegas and you never seen Italy. a drag. Oh my god! I lived in Italy, like all that stuff. But then at the time, I didn't understand. So like, I probably saw a ton of drag queens and, and didn't did, even just know. Thought like, oh, that's a weird Honestly, looking girl. The first time that I saw a drag queen, I was kind of scared of them. To really? be totally honest. Yeah. Because, were they campy? Were they more campy? No, it was because I seen. Not, so growing up, I, you know, I was in the closet. My dad was okay, like. Fair really strict with us our family was really strict um so of course i wasn't going to say anything to anybody i was too scared plus i didn't want anybody to try to fight me or pick on me at school so i just you know didn't say anything about anything and uh but i used to watch like shows at night and watch uh like i said queers folk and they had drag queens on there and stuff but it's different i've never seen them in person so when i went to my first gay club and I saw a drag queen in person. I was like, man, they're so much bigger in person. <laughs> you know, because it's a man. But and yeah, I didn't, yeah, I, yeah. you know, the illusion on TV is different than in person. So when I went and met my first drag queen, I, you know, they were nice, though. It oh, came yeah, up yeah, and yeah. said hi to me and everything. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I love going to the drag show. <laughs> right? It's a good time. It's a good time. It is a good time. And we're luckily like... Um, like here in Dallas, we luckily have like a really good, uh, was it like resident, they call them like resident queens, the ones that are there all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we and got I think like RuPaul, two good ones. We got two like good ones that host. Yeah, yeah. Hosts that we have here. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're really, really good. Uh, Cassie Nova, um, she's the host of, yes, at S4. At S4. Um, and Who uh, was the one at, at Roundup? Because I've only seen the one at Roundup twice. And then the second Alexis time I went, Davenport. Is that is that who it is? Alexis Davenport. Alexis Davenport. Mm-hmm. Black okay. Queen. No, no, no. I think oh. she was Hispanic. Oh, I don't know. So I only know the S four Queens. Okay, okay. I've yeah. only seen the Roundup ones twice, and that oh, was by okay. accident. I didn't even know that they were doing a drag. Yeah, show. I don't really go to the Roundup for theirs. Um, S four in Dallas, Texas, y'all. If you guys are trying to find something to do, S four is a great club. It has yes. multiple yes. levels, multiple music nights, multiple um, clubs are kind of like in one. Yeah, so. and they got like a chill room. They got the party room, and then they got the outside patio. Then they got we're doing an ad. Ooh, for, they got pop. We're doing an ad for them now. I know. <laughs> Craven, uh, uh, that's their their uh, publication name, I think. 
Craven oh, Productions, hit us up. <laughs> All right, all right. Look, look, we got the spot. We got the sponsor. Spot. Oh my god! But uh, um, oh, shout out Rick. Rick, he goes. Rick put. Uh, <laughs> No lie, first time I saw one was in Vegas at the mall. I was legit looking like, like the, the math, math meme. meme. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, at the mall, <laughs> well, it, it is Vegas, Vegas right? Yeah, it is yeah, Vegas, it's Vegas, right? So. They're they're everywhere around there. It's a different. Oh, a lot of people don't know this though. If you're gonna go to Vegas and you want to do it really big, you got to go to Old Strip, right? So there's the New Strip, which has like all the big main MGM, Bellagio, Aria. There's been, I mean, there's a ton of new ones there since I lived there, but I stayed at the Aria. Oh, that place is really nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, they I got the little robots run. that that do uh, uh, delivery to your door, like room service. At oh, the, no, no, yeah, yeah. I stay there. That's too, that's not my budget. <laughs> but uh, I went to the club that was in the bottom, and uh, I saw Chris Jenner and uh, Chloe before mm-hmm. she got the uh, new face. Six faces ago, we saw you. Yeah, Chloe. we saw her. Six faces we, ago. we love all your faces that you have. I love all of them. I think they're all beautiful. But yeah, I mean, just stop you know, changing already. It's can gonna, we get one version? And right. Stick with that for a little while. I don't want it to start looking Michael Jackson. Jackson. How, how is that going to work for them when they get like, um, let's say, because I think plastic surgery is going to progress a lot. So let's just say sixty. Let's say sixties. Because mm. they they can't do the same. Like sixty or surgeries. getting close to sixty, you start losing the, the collagen, collagen and, and the bone structure. And yeah, all that starts. Since going. they've already had some pretty and major well, surgery. Well, now they do like filler. You know, they'll be filled that filled out. That's what you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what older women go to is filler. Because I, I uh, who was that one queen? Who's the not queen, but girl, whatever. Who's the one um, female that she's just known for plastic surgery, but she's older. She's white. She's done like talk shows. Is she the one that looks like a cat? No, I mean, she still looks relatively. She's not like people don't look at her like a laughing spectacle or anything like that. They look at her like, okay, great work done. She just had a lot of work done and she's maintaining what she has, but she's old, old. So it's like. I wonder if they're going to be. There's a lot of them, though. I can't remember her name, though. I can't remember. Well, it's it's fine. But I just wonder how that's going to happen with Kim Kardashian and all them when when they get to that age where their body's going to, like, not adapt as as much. I wonder how how they're going to feel. This is interesting. I wonder how they're going to feel if one of their kids turns out to be lesbian, gay, or trans. Because they don't have that, you know? Like, they. I don't think they would care. No, I don't think they would care. I think it would just be interesting. It's kind of, kind of like um, what? Uh, that would be what's his name PR with his though. son? Not Sha- it's not Shaquille O'Neal. It's Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. That man is son. a full blown quinta, and he loves he loves his son. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I you know he came out though. He did say when it first happened, it was tough. It was hard. He kind of like I applaud him yeah, for that. Man, He's a great dad for loving your son and. You know, his son's not only coming out to him as gay, but, you know, his son chooses to, he has more, he doesn't, uh, I should change that. He doesn't choose to. He has feminine qualities and he likes to wear purses and he likes to wear all that stuff and lip gloss and everything and makeup. And his dad still don't ridicule him for that. You know, that's the biggest thing that you can do for your kids or anyone that you know that is gay, lesbian, trans is let them know you support them because I'll tell you right now, if you don't feel supported when you come out by the closest people to you, they will run away from you and you'll never see them. They will. And I know that just because I've done it, you know, I, um, 
my family growing up didn't always have the right choice of words um, when I came out to them. I actually didn't come out to them in person. I came out to my mom in a text message uh, because I was so scared. You know, I had I was dating somebody and they broke up with me. And I didn't know how to handle it because it was like my first breakup. So I was just like inside dying and nobody knew what was going on because I didn't tell anybody anything. So after a couple of days, I was like, I want to tell my mom. And I told her. And then, uh, you know, things happened from there. Things were said. I, I just say be really cautious what you say to those people, because if you love them, um, Show them that you love them. Tell them that you love them, that you accept them no matter what. Don't automatically come out and start saying, oh, well, it says in the Bible. Oh, well, maybe we can sit down and read the Bible. You're not going to change anybody's mind. And the reason why is because that's... Especially now with no Bible. Like, yeah, well, not, the Bible. Okay, that's what they. That's the first thing people go to is the Bible. Oh, let's let's um sit down and read the Bible. I'm like, no, I don't need that. I need you to support me. I need you to love me. I need you to tell me that you're here for me. You know all that stuff. And instead of you know finding it in your family and the people that are supposed to be there for you, lots of gay, lesbian, trans people find their own community. Mm. You know, we find friends that accept us for who we are. We find people that love us for who we are, that go through the same things we go through. We share that information with each other. And that's the reason why, you know, if if you have a gay brother, a gay sister, um, aunt, uncle, no matter what, they are closed off, especially if they're older, because they've been through the struggle, you know, and unless you're gay, unless you're lesbian, unless you're trans, unless you're dealing with non-binary, you know, all of that, you don't know how it feels. People don't know how that stuff feels, how it affects you internally. So just show some kindness instead of making fun of somebody or uh, automatically. I hate when people they're like, well, we're, you know, um, I had one of my cousins like, all that comes from Texas is steers and queers. And I'm like, don't say that. Don't say that around me. That's disrespectful. Whether uh, you think that or not, don't say that around me. I don't want, nobody want to hear all that. Right. Nobody want to hear all that. So, and, and the struggle is real still. Honestly, just going to the clubs, I would say a couple of years back, I remember me and my best friend Kendrick were out with a group of friends. And we're on this gay strip in Dallas, Texas. It's Oaklawn, Oaklawn Avenue. Gaberhood. Gaberhood, right? Hey, Kendrick, <laughs> if you're watching. Shout out to Kendrick if you're watching. But um, we were out leaving the club and a truck came by and it was a group of men and they started yelling at all the gay people um, outside of the club. And so, of course... I just don't get that. But finish, finish. finish. Yeah, I don't get it either. But... We started retaliating back because they got off the truck with a baseball bat and they were. Oh, trying, yeah. You told me. about. Yeah. That. They were trying to. So we started picking up things to throw back at them. And then shortly after that, there has, was a series of hate crimes on Oaklawn Avenue where a guy walking home uh, and keep in mind, he wasn't even gay. He was just working at one of the gay restaurants. Oh, okay. And he was walking in his car and they somebody came up to him with a pen and stabbed him everywhere. They stabbed him repeatedly with the pen. And this because and they were calling him, you know, gay names and stuff. It didn't come on the news. I didn't see that on the news. 
Um, But, you know, this stuff is still happening. It's happening in our community. And, you know, of course, Dallas is very conservative still. Oh, yeah. I mean, Texas in general is super conservative. Mm -hmm. But um, again, I just don't get why why people you're in the wrong place, first of all, because everybody was ready to fight these these guys when we were out there. But why go out of your way? My thing is like, like, why go out of your way to display your hate for somebody when they're not? They're not doing anything to you. They're not in in the straight area. You're in your own community. Like we're supposed to feel safe in that community. And it'd be different. I mean, and this is, and this is not giving people a leeway to do it too. But like, if all the gays came to like the straight street and was being all gay, whatever, then you know what? Then you, you, you have maybe some grounds to be like whatever. But we've come to the point now where we realize like it's that makes no sense if. You know, this person's over here favorite color is red and this person's favorite color is green. You're not going to go not out of your way to figure out where they are when they're wearing green to beat them up. No, you should be like, all right, we just like different colors. And, and I feel like this is day. mostly heterosexual men. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, but heterosexual men love to prey on gay men. And yeah. it's just like it's pent up aggression. Yeah, is what it is. You're it's using your pent up aggression on people that are not even thinking about you. Not and, even worried and about you. Let me you. clear the air really quick. Hold on. Because females don't do it. Let that. me clear the air. Uh, to all the heterosexual men that are scared of gay men, that are scared of uh, being liked by a gay, no one's checking for you. No <laughs> one is checking for you at all. We we are not checking for you. So uh, stop already. You know it's enough. It's enough with it's that. Not, it's not that serious. It's it's really not that serious. But I say that just to say, you know, at at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want to find somebody that loves us that we love. And we all want to be accepted, right? Whether you're fat, skinny, short, tall, you know, we all want to be accepted. So why make it harder for each other to do that by hating each other over uh, just because somebody likes to sleep with a different type of person than you do? And and like half half the stuff that you're so worried about happens when you're not around anyway. Right. It's just like, you know what I mean? And my thing is, it's like, okay, let's say you are straight, right? And a gay person approaches you. All you have to do is say is, hey, bro, no, you know, it's a compliment because they're saying you're attractive. Right. You know, whether it's coming from the orientation that you care about, it's still on some level a sense of appreciation. It's a a compliment. It's meant to be received well. So you can just simply be like, I'm not into that. That's not my thing. You know, like. Just I'm not say to that. move on. Nobody's going to, they're not going to push you. They're not going to no, press you. I, I will play devil's advocate on this. Gays, accept the no and move the hell on. Mm-hmm. Because in some cases, you know, it's the whole, oh, I'm going to make him gay. I'm going to turn him. There, the, and I will say that. You know, and that's shame on the, the gay community for that. I take some accountability for that too. But yeah, you know. I will take account. Of, well, I, I don't do that. But. I have had friends in the past where we all have a straight friend yeah. in common and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can turn him gay. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, this is our, our friend. He he thinks of us as his brother. Yeah, why yeah. would you even? It's a safe so place. shame on them for doing that, because, yeah, that that is the thing, too. And I, I won't sit here and act like that's not true, because yeah, yeah, I mean, it does happen. Part of it. it but, uh, yeah. And that's not, but at at the same time, I just try to be fair, you know, both sides of the coin. But but at the same time, nine times out of 10, 
if you tell a gay man, no, I'm not interested in you. I'm sorry, okay. I'm not gay. Okay, they and they move on. They move it on. That's they leave it. it on. They move on. They, That's it, it. they don't make a big deal out of it. But I just I feel like because I do, until oh. the streaming apps came out. Uh, streaming act uh, until like Grinder and Jacked and all those things came out. Oh, the dating like I, I, so I was there before any of that. You know, I was dating before any of that. You can't, you can't just walk up to somebody at a grocery store and ask them if they're gay back then. So there, oh no, there was no way to meet anybody. Right, you couldn't even hold hands in public. Oh yeah, there was no way to meet anybody. So when these apps came out, I think it like everybody was happy because now we can eliminate having to ask these heterosexual men are you gay or, or coming on are to you, them or whatever cu- curious granted it still happens i ain't gonna lie but yeah, it's yeah. gotten a lot easier i would say to date in the gay community because of these apps um or hard well yahoo chat room <laughs> uh, back you know, in the I day missed that phase i mean i had i had, I, I was on the aol though yeah i was on the AOL, i was AOL on aol Messenger. what was my what was my you got mail I know, right? <laughs> you had to wait for the dial. Mama <laughs> 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 or dad coming in. Are you, are you on the internet? I didn't use the phone. You pick up the phone. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you got to message him real quick. I, 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 I got to go. My grandma got to use the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was the struggle That's back true. then. Look, now we can do everything on this right here. <laughs> like, people don't understand. Like, People just don't understand how much this has made life so much right. more, so much more convenient. Because back in the day, you had remember you had to remember everybody's phone number. Mm-hmm. You had to use pay phones. Yep, which means you had to have change and quarters and all that all, all the times in your pocket. I still think they took the pay phones away because uh, it Neo, was really the way out of the matrix. Neo, Neo was <laughs> getting everybody out. Right. I didn't get to pick up the phone oh, when it man. rang. Right, right. <laughs> that was the, that was the, that was a time back then. Oh my but, god. But we, I, I, I will say we've come a long way. I just, I, I would like to see more. Um, well, I don't know. I think we're at a, we're at a good point where I feel. I think right now the gay community is working on the trans community right now. Uh, there's a lot of light on them, uh, trans community right now, and kids especially. Yeah. You know, that's and, a very tough topic for me though mm-hmm. because I feel like, okay, so I. I feel like for kids, there's a certain threshold before sexuality and identity and all those things mm-hmm. should be maybe questioned or I, I just Acted don't feel like upon, a kid, I guess. Yeah, like I just feel but like right also, now they're forcing kids to I feel like they're forcing kids at too early of an age to pick their identity. And what I mean by that is just simply like You I think don't the think, media is doing that or I society? Think, I think it's coming from all angles now. I think mm-hmm. it's pressure from the LGBT community thinking that they're saving the kid because they're just be like, except what they say, da, 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 da. right? And that's when that I think mainstream media, and then I think you know there are those biased people behind the scene pushing different agendas. Mm-hmm. But I just look at the fact that if you have a five year old boy and he plays with dolls for a week, that doesn't mean he's gay. That doesn't that doesn't all outright mean he's gay. I like the way that or, um, you know what I mean like I like the way that Shanti. If you guys don't know who Shanti is, the, he's uh, a, a fitness trainer uh, with Beachbody. Yeah, he did the insanity workouts. Uh, he came out as gay um, before. I, well, I st- I used to work out to his videos uh, and stuff videos. and all the insanities, and then he came out as gay later. And I was like, oh, wow, he's gay. And he got married and everything. And and now he has two little boys. 
Um, and a lot of people like to comment on his little boys, the way he raises them. But honestly, I think he's doing they're doing they're both doing a great job because they're letting those little boys do whatever they want. So like they wanted to one one of them's name, I believe is Xander. I can't remember the other one's name, but he wanted to paint his nails one day. Yeah. And he's like, OK, well, let's go to the store and buy whatever you want and paint your nails and stuff. This little boy does not know gay from from straight no. and this and that. Yes, he sees his two dads together, but um, he can't comprehend anything. And that's what Shanti says. He's like, the, my kids can do whatever they want, and when they grow up and make that decision at their at their age of dating and puberty and all that they go through, then they can choose. You know, I, oh, I mean, 100%. not that they're choosing. Then they can act upon whichever they like, gay or straight, oh, yeah. right? But I feel like they're influ. I feel like right now they're influencing kids to make a decision before they really even know. Because it's like I saw um, they were doing some type of I wouldn't say convention, but they were just basically they had like kids going to this kind of like after school thing, right? And this person was asking this kid all these questions, but none of these questions were directly pertained or directly related to sexuality. But it was like. Hey, do you like the color pink? And the kid was like, yeah. Oh, do you sometimes play with your sister's dolls? Dolls. And then and the kid was like, well, yeah. And then they were like, well, do you sometimes like doing this, doing that? Or do you like this and this, right? And it was all these questions that, you know, go counterproductive to the whole non-gender thing. Because like you took a whole bunch of questions or situations that are particularly female-based. And because this kid said yes to it. Then the person I was asking says, well, do you think that maybe you might be gay or you might be curious of, you know, being in the LGBT community? And it was like you're grooming that kid to make a decision before they even are aware of it. This kid might just be playing with dolls because he likes playing with his sister. And he That's might just like pink because he likes the color, color of pink. pink. It has nothing to do with his sexuality. It's just these are interests. Right. So I feel like I've, I'm scared that. We've come to this weird place where we don't want to have a kid feel un. We don't want a kid to feel afraid of being something. So we have this big umbrella of accept everything. But I think right. at the same time, we have to put a few guidelines, maybe a few speed bumps along the way, and not just jump to the conclusion and be like, you know, oh, he painted his nails twice. He's gay. Or, oh, you know, he. He or, or or she plays football, so she's probably a lesbian. Right. It's just let them come to that conclusion On when they own. get there. Because when they do, as long as you're being open as a person or you're being open as a friend or you're being open as a family member, they'll be comfortable to come to you and tell I'll you tell these you. things. But I just think that we're forcing a lot of these decisions on this new generation at a very, very early age to where it's like they're six and it's like, well, what do you identify as? Are you non-binary? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you pansexual? And it's like, bitch, I'm five. That's what I am. And not only that, too, but if you guys look at it, uh, look it up, there are people that are detransitioning because they transitioned and they didn't, they, you know, they did, they felt like they had to make that choice and now they want to go back and... Even uh, the uh, the gender, the... uh, yeah, I believe Jenner, even Caitlyn uh, Jenner uh, said that he wanted to transition. I don't know if that was allegedly a rumor or oh, what, but apparently that's I, I heard it. I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's true, but yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't have any verification. So I think that that's what 
that's, could what, be, I'm that's what could be scary, you know, is that kids are transitioning before they really truly know, and then the detransition is even harder on them, yeah. right? Or yeah, because I heard make, that they're letting kids start. Um, they're letting kids, and I'm not saying that I want to stop a kid if they really, really, honestly have come to that point where they 100% know this. I I never want to get in the way of that, but. I, I think it's a little irresponsible mm-hmm. when we're letting eight-year-olds make the decision on changing their gender at eight. Think about, and, and I'm just saying, and, and I'm just looking at it like this, right? Eight, right? So let's just go eight to 16, mm-hmm. right? 16 in in the minds of someone our age. 16, you don't know shit in the world. You don't know nothing, right? Like you have absolutely no idea What's going on in the world, let alone who you want to be, why you want to be. I was just in the school that. and I mean honestly, right. I and honestly right, in hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just, but I'm just saying though, how can if, just think about that perspective mm-hmm. in sixteen now being in the age that we are, how much more we understand just about ourselves, oh, let yeah. alone the world. How can a kid at eight make a decision that ultimately is gonna have the very I would say first high level of consequences? Right around that fourteen to sixteen year old age, mm-hmm. when puberty and sexuality really is on the forefront of of importance for you, but you made a decision at eight that you may or may not be able to come back from. Right, because there's hormones involved, yeah. and maybe possibly even surgeries involved, yeah. and yeah. Like, do, do, I mean, I, get, I I I don't want to put you on the spot, but my question is: Is do we as a society think that that's the most responsible thing to do. What do you guys think about it? Do you think that people should be trans- letting their kids transition at a, a, a early age or should they wait until they get into their teens and maybe start dating and see how they feel from there? And then maybe also, you know, um, we had a therapist, Amy, talk about this last time, but she she does talk to kids that are wanting to transition. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um she mentioned to us on the show is um that she asks them you know who are you inside like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who who are who are you inside how do you feel like i'm not trying to stop you from transitioning if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but let's work on the inside who are you on the inside what type of person do you want to be when you grow up and i think those are the questions that yeah. we need to be asking you know versus do you like the color pink Right, because I tell you, I like the color pink too. It don't it's not because me. I'm gay. I liked it when I was little. I, was, <laughs> I liked wearing pink. Look, back in my straight days. Well, and man, hey, let's stop turning these pink. colors into sexualities. Like, if you want to wear pink, wear pink or gender roles. Right. I used to wear. Well, you know, back in my straight days, I used to wear pink because like, girls like to see me in pink. <laughs> so it's just like that was that's so counterproductive of you trying to be like. I mean, at that time. That would be so counterproductive for you trying to call me gay for wearing pink when I'm wearing it because I'm trying to get with a female. Like it's, right. It's a counterproductive, yeah. but neither here nor there. Those days, you know, whatever. But um, I also was going to say uh, when we think about um, like that question that Amy asked is like, who do you want to be? Did I tell you about that uh, that LGBTQ channel that we were watching on Roku for a while? No. So they had this um, very, it was a very enlightening channel for me as well. But it was, uh, Roku had this this one channel that all they played was LGBTQ-based uh, programming. So everybody, majority of the people that were actors were LGBTQ, the directors were LGBTQ. It was just LGBTQ top to bottom, right? 
And there was this one where they were talking about trauma. So they would have somebody come on. They would kind of talk about the trauma that they had from when they were a child or maybe college or just any type of trauma that they had and how that affected them as an LGBTQ person. And it covered everything from rape, molestation, uh, abuse, um, being, you know, shunned by their family or their religion, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But the thing that was peculiar to me, which kind of opened the question for me on the transitioning was I was listening to a lot of trans people talk about why they transitioned. And there was this one chick on here and I'm just giving her example just because just, you know, for the sake of the, just argument. For the sake of the argument. Right. And um, she was a female. She transitioned to a guy. And the interviewer was asking, well, what what made you want to do this? Like, why was you going to do this? Trying to get that interpersonal thing. And it was weird to me because I, I was having a little bit trouble with this particular story because the reason she transitioned, you know, I don't feel necessarily was because of her gender. Mm-hmm. Right. So the questions that were being asked or the, when they asked the question, she was saying, like, well, I wanted people to respect what I had to say more. Uh, I wanted to see, I wanted people not to see me as weak. I wanted people to see me as strong. Um, she was like, uh, well, whenever I, um, um, try new things or something like that, but, but basically all these answers as to why she wanted to be transitioned from a female to a male had nothing to do with her needing a male's identity to accomplish. Like if you want someone to see you as strong, Guess what? Serena Williams is a female, but I guarantee you she walk into a room. It don't matter her gender. She's perceived as strong. Yeah. She's earned that through her works because that's a character thing. Through respect and and hard work, determination, you know. So I was like, I guess that was when I kind of came to that conclusion. Like, are we allowing people to cheat code or shortcut their way to certain characteristics or certain identities interpersonally by using transitioning because I mean it, it you could say that for some people for some not all right but not that's what I'm saying I think that that's where that age limit comes on because it's like are we saying are we giving the idea that you can attain these gender characteristics just by transitioning when what you're actually trying to do takes hard work and time. Yeah, I mean, to be totally, completely honest with you guys, I I talked to someone um, that said they transitioned because they were an ugly man. But I mean, okay, you know, they were an hey. ugly man, and they turn and and they dressed up in drag one time, and they liked the way they looked, and they got so many compliments that it made them transition to a woman. And they, really? they yeah, and now they're living a happy life. So there's all types of different stories okay, about fair. that. And that's it, fair. Yeah, it's just... That's a good one, though. You know, yeah. That's a good one. But I mean, imagine, I guess I look at the opposite side of, of if you just, oh, you know, I never was told I was pretty until I got in a drag, so then I'm a transition. But then you realize that, like, your motive to doing that wasn't what really fulfilled you. It was temporary. Like now it's like all this other stuff that you wanted to do or miss or, or kind of, you know, passed or left out on, you know, because you transitioned, 
you know, you may or may not be able to. And then sometimes it's the people that you you hang out with. You know, there's a lot of different reasons for why people transition because they totally feel like a woman inside. They feel like a man inside. True, true. You know that, and and we're those are not the people that we're knocking or saying that you know there's anything wrong with that because there's not. You know, you feel how you feel, and no one can change that. But at the same time, there are people out there that do transition for other reasons, and we know that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I, that's a very, I guess for me, that's just a very, very big decision for someone to make at eight. It is a you big decision. So yeah. I just, I think, yeah, I, I, want I you to be happy ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to transition and that gives you a thousand percent happiness and you live the rest of your life the best person that you possibly could be. I'm off. I'm all for it. If you if you figure that out at three years old and it works out for you, great. I'm just looking at all the angles of we as people, we change and we grow in our goals and our motivations. All these things from the time that you're just, let's just say 16 to 20, change so drastically. Then again, from 20 to, let's say, 24, they change so drastically that um, it's a very slippery slope to yeah, it can be a slippery early, slope you know? for people. I think it w- what would be best because ultimately a lot of heterosexual people don't know how to deal with their children when they come out to them like that. I mean, we saw an Ooh. example of that on, um, and, and of course this is fake, but it's just an example we, when, when I was watching. Um, uh, and just like that, the Sex in the City reboot. Right. The reboot. Um, Charlotte, her daughter was coming out as well she wanted to be a boy she was dressing like a boy she wanted to be called rock and stuff like that and i think the way that she handled it Dwayne, was good right (laughs) i think she want the way she handled it was really good but um i think people more people need to educate themselves on that not to say that oh we're having a baby we need to read up on transsexual and gay and lesbian and stuff like that but if you see any signs, you know, don't right away go up to your kid and say, are you gay? Or that, don't force them to make no. that decision. Just, I will, you know, if it was me in that situation, I'd say, hey, you know, you can talk to me about anything, right? That's the best That's thing the you can best. say to a kid. Oh, man. You know, I'm never going to judge you. I'm never going to push you away from my love. I just want you to know that I'm here for you if you ever want to talk about anything. That's it. That's all you have to tell them. That's it. But then mean it though, because like I and mean it mean because it. you can't My say dad it. Used to tell yeah. me that all the time, and then I come and tell him some shit, and then I'm grounded. And she's like, "Well, you said I could talk to you about anything, and now I'm punished for it." So it's like, no. Nah. Well, he you, didn't tell you to to do uh, try drugs and stuff. I, <laughs> I didn't tell you to try weed, no, right? But, I didn't tell you to smoke weed. <laughs> but I, I would say that's the other side of it. But yeah, I, I think that. I think having that that open open. rapport and people do want, you know, a lot of people do want that with their kids and they say, well, I tell them that all the time, but do you mean it? Do you mean do the follow up work with it? And what I mean by follow up work is, you know, I don't have kids. I'm not telling anyone how to be a parent. I'm just telling you from my experience in growing up and, and being gay and scared to say anything to anyone, what I would have wanted from people, because I think, hearing it from someone with that background is going to help anyone you know uh my aunt she actually uh came to me and told me that um uh her grandson 
uh, is gay and she wanted information from me on how to talk to him. And I was like, man, I, I'm I'm happy to tell you about yeah. that. You know, we talked about it for a long time. I told her everything. I educated her on, you know, gay terminology, gay slang, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tops, bottoms, bears, cubs. Oh, you uh, went that deep. Furries. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Otters. Otters. <laughs> twinks. Uh, twinks. We didn't twinks. get into all that. I ain't gonna lie. But no, I just wanted her to know, you know, the way that you approach him is the most important thing of all. That because that's gonna make or break y'all's relationship. If you come to him and say anything you're doing this wrong or you're doing that wrong, they're going to shut down and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to hear that. We we want to be accepted. So that's the best advice I can give people is to listen. Don't listen to respond. Listen to understand how your child is feeling. Listen to what they're actually saying to you because you don't want to lose your kids over no. that because that's why there's so many gay homeless kids Um well, oh my I, God! What's that, Coco Montrese on uh, oh, yeah. Drag Race? Man, mm-hmm. there's and, a lot. Uh, another one I can't remember, but I can't remember her name either. There's so many gay homeless drag queens, and and, and, and you know, it, it's all of them. It's gay, it's trans, it's lesbians. Lesbian. They get kicked out of their homes. Everybody They're, forgets about the bisexuals. We still exist. We're here. Bisexuals. We're here. <laughs> we exist. I promise, we're not unicorns. The whole the whole spectrum, right? Right. Um. Just accept them. Yeah. Just just do what you can to to make them feel comfortable. Because I'll tell you, you're really uncomfortable, especially when you're a gay man in a room full of straight people, and those people are and obviously know that you're gay. You get automatically uncomfortable. Um, I'm not telling you to go up and befriend them, but have respect because if it's one thing that I've seen or in my experience, um. Gay people are are very respectful because we're scared to get in an altercation with someone that's straight. Because why? When we're in a public setting, nine times out of ten, everyone around us is straight. <laughs> I know, so you're already outnumbered. You're so already outnumbered, like, so you're scared. And I'll attest to that. Yeah, it does get scary sometimes, depending on the situation, depending on who's around. That's uh, true. That so is just true. be mindful of all that with those people around. And then, you know, that brings me to, um, I wanted to bring up the fact the Orlando nightclub shooting that happened. Um, that was on June 12, 2016. And I remember I saw this on TV. I was at home. That was crazy. When that shooting happened and it came on CNN. And honestly, that was like really hard for me to see because, you know, it it made me um, when the Black Lives Matter movement started after or it was already going on, you know, it made me that much more. Um, how do I say this? It made me that much more in tune with how um, black people are getting treated, too. It it made me more sensitive to the topic, you know, because I saw, you know, the gay community, these people at this nightclub, they didn't deserve that. They weren't bothering anyone. They weren't doing anything. Minding their own business. Minding their own business. And somebody goes in there and shoots everybody up. And and, uh, and the gay community is big, right? But at the same time, it's small. Because we are, everybody knows each other. Some of my friends were friends with the people that were in that shooting. Oh, wow. I didn't know anyone in there, but some of my friends were like, oh, my God, my friend was there. Such. Yeah, this such yeah. and such was there, and they're dead now. And, man, that was 
It was a heartbreaking day for me. I ain't gonna lie. It was. I'm not gonna lie though. I do. You know, I. That was one of those situations where I do see, like, as a society, we kind of like turn the corner on like acceptance because I feel like for them to nationally publicize this event and paint it in the right light in the sense of um, this was tragic, this is bad, these people did not deserve this. I think that showed us kind of turning the corner society-wise is accepting that alternative lifestyles are a way of life. They are normalized. They are appreciated. They are humans, you know, because I don't think, let's say, 10 years before, if this had happened... Hate crimes weren't considered hate crimes. Yeah, I think it would have been a completely different um, conversation. Mm So uh, as tragic as that was, you know... It's like it turned the corner, but it... It kind of didn't at the same time because it's like there's still hate against gay people. Oh, 100%. 100%. In that aspect. But at the 100%. same time, it's like at but least. But do you think the mainstream media, yeah, just from our least, generation, yeah, yeah, would yeah. have ever even talked about it nah. if that happened? Like when we were growing Something up. Something like that could have happened when we were growing up. And I don't think maybe we even, even know. We might have not even known. Yeah. I, I just don't think they would even. They would have, well, that's what those gays get. And would have went on with, you know. Terrell Davis scored three touchdowns this weekend. And let's you know? talk about this, too, because uh, this bothers me a lot. Femme guys, uh, guys that like to wear lip gloss and hold purses, but they still wear man clothes or they're just tight fitting. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. Those people are stronger than the people that pick on them because they can get up and choose to be who they want to be every single day. And oh, I thought you were talking about physically. Because I'm about to say, I didn't see some of them whoop some ass. I mean, I yeah, some, some of them. them you know, ass. honestly, what's sad is there was there was like, a there was a femboy at the mall, and he started fighting because these gay guys. I mean, like these straight men were uh, saying things to him at the mall. Oh my and God. it was it was the ghetto mall, first of all. But well, yeah. <laughs> anyways, um. I thought, that's what I, thought, I thought that's where you were going when you said strong. I was like, yeah, bro, because I didn't seen him beat some ass before. But No, but this guy, you know, he was femme. He was really gay, acting and outward, flamboyant. You know, he yeah, had a purse, yeah. everything. And that guy pushed him, and he did not hesitate. He hit him. And then next thing you know, all the other guys came, and, and then the security came. They broke it up, whatever, and he was walking away. He's... He was walking away and I told him, are you okay? Because that's, at the end of the day, that's my, that's my, you know, that's my community. I saw him when they were all coming out and I'm like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, I fight all the time. I fight all the time. He's like, I had to learn how to fight. I was like, damn, that's, that's true though. You know, you have to be on guard all the time. And especially if you're a feminine boy. You have to know that somebody's always going to say something to you nine times out of ten in public. Yeah. So those people, they don't want to mess with anybody. They don't mm-hmm. want you to mess with them. They just want to be who they are. So you see someone like that, just say hi if they say hi yeah. to you. Just be nice. I wonder to them. where that. I wonder where that mentality comes from. I just can't relate to that mentality of like somebody. Even and don't be fooled is, because they can fight and yeah. they will sometimes beat you up. Like <laughs> seriously, I, I've seen it. I've seen it in my own vision. I've I've watched somebody getting picked on. 
because they were gay or femme, whatever, and they beat the brakes off of somebody. And honestly, in this day and age, you should be scared to fight a gay person because we already know what's up and we're going to... Because they're already on alert. We're, we're, yeah. Being gay, you're on alert every time you leave the house. Yeah, man. And and over the years, as you get older, you learn to just ignore that type of stuff. You know, um, you ignore it. You move on from it. But it doesn't mean that that stuff doesn't still bother you because it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think to a certain point, like, if you have to deal with that, like, on such a consistent basis, after a while, it's just like, yo, like. And I hate when people say, I hate when people say, but why do they act like that? What, like about the gay people? About femme, femme guys. But why do they act like that? Why do they have to be super flamboyant and all that? And I'm like, why do you act the way you do? You know, why do you do your man? It's natural to you, right? Right. You get up, you walk, you talk. That's that's your natural way of living. So. That's who you are as a person. So what? how would you feel if someone came up to you and said, why do you act like that? That, like makes, what? that makes no sense. Right. I'm acting how I feel inside. This is who I am. This and if you don't I like am. it, then just move on from it. I just hate the fact that, like, I just hate the fact that, that you know, the LGBT community's mannerisms or way of being has to be questioned. But, like, nobody questions two straight men when they you know, get into a slight argument and they end up beating the shit out of each other over something as trivial as a seat at the store or football like game that, or a football game. It's like, oh, that's just totally natural. And that's, that's just, just the masculinity. way it was supposed to be. And right. It, okay, cool then. So then this dude wanting to wear lip gloss and in, in a purse and in, in his community with the people that he deals with, guess what? That's normal for him. So like, yeah, and I mean, I've seen straight men out there with mercies. Don't get it Mercy. twisted. Merce. Oh, man person? A man person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have several Merces. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that like the, the Balenciaga bag you got? That's a backpack. But, yeah, oh. that's a Merce. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I don't have an official Merce. I have fanny packs. I like fanny packs. But um, Fanny packs are coming back. They are back, yeah. <laughs> yeah For the summertime. But I like it like when they're like little mini backpacks, like the one you got. Yeah, I like the little one that, that's like a front. Uh, you yeah. hold it on your front chest. That's easier yeah. to access. Those look good. I like those. But uh, yeah, and if you're uh, a straight man, don't be scared to wear a Merce. They're in right now. It's in. Yeah. It's in. It's in. It's a thing. It's a thing. But... Um, you know, we didn't want this all to I didn't I didn't mean for this all to be bad like we're yelling at everybody or anything, but I mean, honestly, we're I've been dying. Yeah, it's just from experience and I've been dying to to say these things to let everyone know how gay people truly feel inside and what we go through every day um and our thought process and it, cuz it's totally different talking to my aunt, you know, she was Telling me, oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. And now she knows all these things. Um, she's able to have a relationship, a, a closer, good relationship with uh, her grandson. Mm-hmm. What did what did Amy say? That cultural comp- competency. Is that what it is? I can't remember. She said it so. We just great. need to break the stigma of it. Is what it is. If you guys have a gay cousin, gay, you know. Don't uh, and they come over for Thanksgiving and yeah. Christmas and holidays. Don't let them stand in the corner by themselves. I, I growing up and in being gay and watching, you know, my brother and my sister have people come over for the holidays and stuff, and me in the back of my mind knowing 
I can't, can't do that. Home. Yeah. yeah, it hurt my feelings. It made me feel bad. It made me sad around all of the holidays. I felt like, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't accepted. You know, it was just not talked about. Even after I came out, it wasn't talked about. Nobody asked me any questions about it, about anybody I was dating. So I still felt like it was wrong to feel the way that I felt. Girl, my family's still like that. So you just learn to be quiet and that's not right. The, your, your gay family that you have, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your grandson, all of them, you know, if you have one of them at a holiday, make an extra, I mean, make it. Just make, make an effort to like, make an extra let them effort. Feel to, yeah, let them feel included. Don't let them sit there and not talk. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them about all that stuff because it's hard, you know, and, and I'm not saying that gay people are the only people that have it hard. So don't let's not no, get it twisted, no. guys. We realize there's racism. There's all these other things. Hey, it's our month. OK, but it's our month. OK, <laughs> it's our month. So I'm saying these things to you guys. But um, but I do I do think that speaks to the fact that like um, like whenever I first came out, obviously it probably wasn't like look, you came out through text message. Yeah. I yeah. came out to my parents on national television during the episode of real world. So yeah, my, that I can't that even imagine was, that level of yeah. at that time, you know, at the time that you came out, it still wasn't accepted. And it yeah. was, it was, yeah, that it was, was pretty bad. That could be hard for me. I couldn't deal with that. Mine wasn't even that bad. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a long, that was a long recovery period, but you know, I was in that same situation, kind of like you, where it's just like never got talked about. No one ever asked me about it. Like even still to this day, it's no one's had a conversation with me about that except, well, I, my aunt did, but it was more so like, like I don't care. Like I love you for who you are. Like you know, I'm always here for you. Like all that. Like you know, what I mean, she actually just made a point to have that type of conversation with me. Uh, my dad tried to have the conversation with me, but it was very belittling. Like in the same instance, it was like all this negative on the front end. Oh, but I love you. It's like, no, nah, nigga, you can't say all this negative, semi microaggressive, shun types scenario. And then on the back end, but I still would love you. P.S. I love you. Yes. Like, no, yeah. that doesn't work. You gave me a full Bible worth of hate. And then it was like at the very end. P.S. Daddy loves you. Just let me no. tell you something. If you don't agree with the way that your child wants to live their life. There is absolutely nothing you can do to stop it because at the end of the day, they're going to grow up and they're going to be that person because they want right. to. Whether you want to let them flourish into that or not, they are going to choose it. And you cannot you sit can. there and tell them this and this and this and this and that because just like you, uh, think about the way a heterosexual man views women. You know, you love right. it's like trying to tell them, no. You oh. need to be gay, gay, right. gay, gay, gay. You because need to get of, you some booty this weekend. Right. You need to do How would you feel you'd if somebody like, was telling what? you that? You'd be like, it, it's just like, it's a disconnect. You know what they're going to hit you with, right? What? Well, God said, oh, yeah. fuck out of here. Every, not everybody in the world believes in that. But I, I will say, though, that does speak to, like, for me for a while, I kind of had to realize that, like, um, your family doesn't only have to be blood. It hasn't. It doesn't always have to be the people that you're related to. Now, I mean, I'm I'm in a good place with my family now. Like, I love my grandma to death. I love my aunt to death. My little cousin Kobe. Like, my little uh, uh, nephews, Ke uh, uh, Devontae and Keetrick. Like, uh, even even my uncle Marcus. Like, like, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a relationship with them that I never thought was going to be possible after coming out. Mm -hmm. um, so, but for a while there, you know. 
one, growing up, because my dad's a pastor, my grandpa was a pastor, you know, growing up in a Southern Baptist church, you know, you're told, you know, that being gay is pretty much a one-way ticket to hell and yep. bad and it's not what you're supposed to be and it's not how same in the latino community right. they're Yo, the same y'all got the catholic, the catholic church go into the catholic church right. and they say that type of stuff and but that's when i realized like you gotta have you you know sometimes as a gay community like or a person that's in the lgbt community like um don't feel so obligated that you have to have a relationship with your family. I do think that is something that you have to put some real conscious, some real hard work into trying to have. But understand that, you know, even in today's society, you know, you may be that one LGBTQ person that you're going to have to find your family outside of who you were born into. And that's yep. okay. And I can tell you just from experience that, you know, that was my, for a period of time, that was my rock. That was my you know, backbone was having a few people that not all of them were even, and, and it's the thing, not even all of them They're were not LGBTQ, all, yeah. right? Some of them were just allies, but I could rely on them like family. I could go to them like family and they tell didn't them judge anything. Me. Yeah, they didn't judge me for nothing. And, you know, for a short period of time, they were more supportive and there for me more than even my blood was. And no diss or nothing to my family, but it was just. You know, if you're gay, you know, it's not a diss to your family. It's not a diss to the family. It's it's more of a it's more of a we want people to open their eyes so that their kids because all of these things that gay people go through up until the point when they come out and then after they come out and then growing up and dating and meeting people, all these things they go through. It's what puts the gay community into a bad mental space and Willow Willow Pill. On RuPaul's Drag Race, she was the last winner. Mm-hmm. Um, when RuPaul Amazing. asked her, when RuPaul asked her, um, what did she say? She said, uh, "Describe drag for me," and she says, uh, "Glitter and mental illness." <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, like, and that's so yeah. true. The gay community does have a lot of mental illness, and it's not because we don't know who we are, or what gender we like. It's because we get treated so bad when we before we come out for the way that you're acting if you're flamboyant if you're dressing like a tomboy whatever the case may be and then after you come out the ridicule and the jokes and everything that you have to go through that messes with you mentally and leads to depression and leads to uh drug use and yeah. leads to all these other gateways that we would have never went down had our family been there for us and loved us and and maybe having these hard conversations and letting people know how our families treated us or what we've been through with our family will help make a difference for someone to not overdose or commit suicide because one of my friends last year committed suicide um and it was mind-blowing to me because this person was an amazing person, yeah. an amazing person. And, and a lot of people knew him. A lot of people were around him. He was always doing something, always online, like showing at concerts, at parties, at events. Looked like he had the best life ever. I was like, damn, he's living better than me. I'm trying to hang out with you. He's having, yeah, he's having a good summer. And then, you know, to see that it, it, it really devastated me to the point where I'm just like, we don't, in you the LGBT community, don't talk about mental health enough. 
um, because we we do get hurt a lot. We all get and, and it's not just that it's with being it leads me into being accepted by the rest of the LGBT community, because why do gay men, some gay men, I'm not saying all don't like lesbians. Some lesbians don't like gay men lesbians and gay men some of them don't like transsexuals and vice versa and it's like we're all in this together we all need to stick together it's bad yeah it's, it's that is a little weird to me though because it's like but whole... when something happens to one of us oh, everybody no, no, no. shows the up squad. The, the whole squad. squad shows up it don't matter if you're gay nah. lesbian straight like, I mean, you uh, mess with who? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Nah, Trans, nah, lesbian, coming. yeah. Bisexual. I always forget the bisexual stuff. Yeah, we always get left uh, out. We sorry. always get left out. But yeah, they, they are, at the end of the day, we are there for each other, but within the gay community, we don't treat each other good. It is a lot of separate. That was what I think whenever I first kind of came over to the whole LGBT like lifestyle culture, hanging out, whatever, I was that shocked me to see that like they weren't know, united. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not attracted to black guys. I'm like, what? This is the LGBT. Everybody's supposed to be like, or I don't like. <laughs> uh, I only I only like twinks or uh, or no. I, I don't I'll, like bears. Oh yeah, or I'm a uh, yeah. And if you guys and, are and watching like, and you don't know what any of these are, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, these are some. These are. Uh, would these be like these are like sexual preferences inside inside the gay, the community. gay community? So obviously, so, yeah, top twink, and bottom yeah, it speaks for itself. Bottom. Verse <laughs> means you do both. You top and a you bear bottom. means that if you're into bears or you are a bear, then you're a bigger man and you're hairy, bearded and hairy. Yeah, an that otter. Would be the bear. What's up? An, an otter. otter is like a bigger size guy, but pretty I much thinly shaved. Smaller, clean shaven, lightly. Oh, no, that's a twink. Oh, I thought they were medium. Cub, a cub. Oh, there's the cubs. There's cubs. Cubs is a small bear. A young, I thought that's a young bear. Yeah, young. So bear. they're like younger, but they they still have, have hairy the and the beard. And then you have twinks. They're like muscular twinks. Then you have uh, regular twin tops. Oh, so they're feminine guys, but they like the top. Then you have like power bottoms. You have. You have uh, uh, um, masculine bottoms, too. Yeah. <laughs> what's the other one that you said earlier? Furries? Furries. furries the furries. The furries. They like to dress up in, in uh, the furry outfits, yeah, and yeah. they have the furry parties at S4. I've seen them. But, but yeah, no, it's very divided. I, I wouldn't say it's very divided, but I, I It's very say, diverse, but it's it's also like a club. Yeah. So, like, like, if you're school, into it's bears. It's like a high school lunchroom. It's yeah. Like all the all the twinks hang out with just the twinks. All the bottoms only hang out with the bottoms. And then all like, the bears hang out with the bears. Like, yeah. Or, like, let's say you're a... You're, let's say you're a... Um, let's say you're a bear, right? Mm. But you only want to be sexual with femme tops. Well, you'll only hang out with other bears that are also in the femme tops. Like, it gets so... Yeah, it gets so broken down so into different crazy. And it's just like... <laughs> I, I, I thought was, it was like if you're gay, everybody. lesbian, trans, and bisexual. Like if you're gay, I, I was thinking I can just go talk to a gay. But they're like, no, you have to look like this. You have to be yeah. like this. You have to act like this. And it's just like, damn, that blew my mind because I thought like this could be the all inclusive club. Like, let's go. And it's like, I, I'm sorry, you're not. 
You're not a you're not a bear. But don't get it twisted because you mess with one of us, you mess with all yeah, of us. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't all like each other. It's weird. Right, right. It's like a dysfunctional Look, family. You roll by the you roll by the neighborhood and you talking some shit, you're gonna get beat up by everybody. Right. Then after that, we're gonna go back to our cliques. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I right, girl, see you never. We even got we even got the cowboy gays at Roundup oh, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so for all of y'all that wanna see the gay cowboys, they, they are at Roundup. Brokeback Mountain every They're, Saturday. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who's the housewife? That husband, they said, was getting sucked up in the roundup. What? Wait, what? You didn't hear about that? No. <laughs> oh. Maybe Eric, told, maybe Eric told me that. So, Eric watches Housewives, and there was a... A Dallas house husband? There Dallas was a husband? Dallas housewife... How do I say that? There was a Dallas housewife husband. There was a husband of a Dallas housewife. Yes. That there was a rumor that he was getting... Allegedly, fellatio, allegedly in the bathroom at Roundup. Oh my god, saloon in the neighborhood. Yeah, oh my god, it was like for like two episodes, two three episodes. I was like, oh what? I need to watch that. Hey, you know what? There used to be this one guy. So I used to go to Roundup a lot because I was like, this was back when I was broke, and I was like, man, I need to get like cheap drinks, right? (laughs) So I used to go up to Roundup Saloon. There was this black guy, and um, he always he uh, he 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 always. Did uh, the door? No, no, no. He always did service at the same exact bar every time. Oh, okay. Right. So I could always find him every time I go in because he's in the same exact spot. Man, he used to hook me up with so many drinks. It was awesome. He never hit on me or anything. He was just every time I come in there, he'd be like, oh, hey. He, he knew who I was and everything. He'd be like, what you want? Da, 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 da. Like, That's because he got celebrity pool. He got, oh, stop. <laughs> but he used to hook it up. He don't work there no more. Because last time I went to Roundup, I looked for him. I was like, man, let me go over and see if he's my friend here. And I looked around. He went nowhere to be found. I hope he's doing all right. Gay pride in Dallas has already passed, but I know it's going around the world right now. Yeah. Um, oh, we might go to uh, uh, Pride in Austin. I think it's in August. Maybe. Is it? Yeah. Why is it so late? I don't know. And this is the thing, though. August is like the hottest month of the year. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So the gay is going to be out there sweating, sweating off any alcohol they drink. Sweating. I want to give y'all one more um, monthly pride. I'm trying to find my favorite one. Um, I think that was it. Who was that one? Here it is. The world's largest parade. Oh. So the world's largest gay pride parade is um, in San Paulo, Brazil. Uh, it. Wait, the San the Paulo, Paulo gay. Did I say that right? The Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo gay pride parade in Brazil is listed by the Guinness World Records as the world's largest pride parade starting in 2006 with 2.5 million people. Jesus. It broke the Guinness record in 2009 with 4 million attendees. So there was 4 million people. Man, I want to go to that. I I honestly have never have been. Have you ever seen the videos? No. Man, and and I've never been to gay pride ever. Wait, I, I've never been to any gay pride Even event. In, it, it what? Never. I know. That's bad, guys. Oh, damn. Yes. Sorry, my boss. I'm up on one. <laughs> you got one up on got me. One on you. you got me on my Angelo and you got me on uh, 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 the other one, but no, I'm up <laughs> on you. Yes. But... um. Anyways, let's not focus on that. But <laughs> <laughs> happy Gay Pride, everybody! Right, right, right. <laughs> but Some we are queens out there, right? Um, we are going to wrap up our show though. 
Um, we did wanna. Did I did I take that off? I don't know. There it is. Oh, there it is. But we did want to make uh, just for this month, uh, just this special episode, fly our freak flag and, and right and be inclusive and talk about pride a little bit. I know um, everybody's celebrating it. I think LA's is coming up next. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's either LA or San Diego's. I think is next month. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them two, I think. But um. But, but yeah, man, just don't be afraid to be yourself. Uh, obviously, if you're not out yet, you know, find your safe environment. I would always recommend just make sure you 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 have your safe environment. Do it the way that you feel is right. Don't ever feel pressured that you have to do it a certain way or meet some type of standard. Like just find a safe space that you feel comfortable with and and come out there. Find one person. I think that's all you need at oh, the, yeah. in the beginning is just one strong person to, that you can lean on, you know, because there's a lot of there's still a lot of DL men out there. And Jesus. we didn't even get to touch on that. But um, next week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of DL men out there that are and, and I say that to say that they are struggling mentally. I know. I, oh, I know course. that they are. Of course. Um, so at least try to find one friend that you can trust. And maybe, you know, things will get better. Things will change. And maybe you can come out one day if you feel comfortable. But I would never if force you feel any, comfortable. I would never force anyone to come out. I would never tell. I've dated men that weren't out before. But Ooh, that has to be a struggle. It's, it's hard dating a man that's not out. I'll tell you that. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's another story. But next week, <laughs> that's, on, that's gonna be on TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, follow me for video too. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that. I, ooh, that follow me, me for the next video. <laughs> like, oh, here comes the juicy part. Follow me for part. Right. But guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, definitely follow us, like, share, subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Don't forget to get your Sky Squeeze merch. We have a Sky Squids bottle. If you would like to scan the QR c- c- code. We might be doing a giveaway, too. Hey, I had my drink in here since yesterday, and it's still ice cold. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, them it's a good hit. bottle. It's a good bottle. We got that quality. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tune in next Wednesday. We are having our entrepreneur episode. And uh, our guest is yet to be announced, but we'll announce them on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. And then we're going to come back with our conspiracy episode as well. We're working on something good. That's why we haven't brought it up. We are going to start doing our book of unusual knowledge. There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in here. And if you guys didn't like the insect one, um, I don't really care because I liked I'm gonna it. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice when I get home. You have an ostrich eye. <laughs> what, did, what did it say? The ostrich eyes. Uh, oh, I was thinking about the frog. <laughs> throw up my stomach. Oh, up. throw up your stomach. I wish I could throw my stomach up and clean it out. <laughs> Look, ain't no telling what's in my stomach. Right. Lucky's hot chicken. Uh, No, that's in there. I can definitely tell you that's in there. But uh, tune in, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.